We're about ready to get this bitch started. We are. It's really going to happen. Yeah, it's time. We need to do it to save the world. I don't know if we're ready. I don't think I can do it. I'm about to get real angry. We need to start the show. I put all my faith in your offering. Give me a countdown, please. You heard him, Samuel. Do it now. A one, a two... A one, two, three, four. We found the groove. Have a good time. Make sure your seatbelts are fastened. Okay, you little bastards. The time has come. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alaprusky. Let's go. Let's get this bad boy started. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alaprusky. A special day and welcome to the podcast, ladies, gentlemen. And whatever uh, else you may be. I mean, sure. everyone's welcome here. Yeah. Uh, find us online, thevocalminority.net, and find all of the social medias and help spread the good word. And yeah, we're uh, not only wrapping up 2023, but we're at a, we're at a milestone, gentlemen. Yes, uh, indeed we are, dude. It's a special day, right? Uh, you want to you wanna say it? Uh, no. Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Keep it 100. So we keep it 100 around here as well, dude. Uh, yes. Episode 100. Yeah, 100. Nice. Wow. Right. That is something amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Water. that's nice. Uh, yeah, episode number 100. I mean, uh, we're a little over... Uh, it's not even a year and a half. I mean, we're like a year and uh, four months or something, and uh, yeah, we're into the triple digits, and 100 episodes is like 300 hours worth of <laughs> content we put out, so. Yeah, maybe more. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's a fascinating deal. I look back at the year. We're uh, trying to put together some sort of year in review, and I was like, what the hell did I do this year, dude? Am I better now than I was at the beginning of last year? That's my, uh, that's the post I like to set, right? Mm. Is that I would always like to be better e- each and every year. That and is most the general years. Goal. Yeah. But I was thinking about it. I was like, what the, what did I do this year? I feel like such a failure. And then I remembered <laughs> 100, dude. I did 100 <laughs> podcasts with my buddies. That's definitely something worth, uh, worth noting and feeling good about. But, uh, as long as it wasn't an epic failure of a year, that's also. That's also worthwhile. Is that the standard? I mean, is is that the bar we're setting? I mean, uh, I want it to be exceptional, dude. I, I feel like every year should be something exceptional should happen. And I guess it did. I mean, you know, I guess I did some things, but... I mean, personally, we've had some things professionally, you know, 100 episodes. The world has been crazy this past year, to say the least. And yeah. But the fact that you, me, and Bruce, you're all uh, still alive here recording episode 100, I mean, uh, that's uh, <laughs> slightly miraculous all in and of itself, I believe. Yeah, I guess so. Everyone knows that. Keep it 100. Well, we're going to keep it 100 today. Yeah. 100th podcast episode. Like Steve said, uh, check our webpage out, vocalminority.net. By the way, go, go, Daddy's trying to get a hold of me. Uh, hey, how would you be interested in the vocalminority.show? Uh, why are they trying to sell us different, uh, what are they called, Brewski, at the end of a web page? Extensions? Yes. No. Yeah. Is that right? Domains. 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 Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they can tell we're, uh, we're about to do a 100th episode. We must be rolling in money. So they're trying to get some of it off of us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> appreciate your it's like, it, it's like It's like Bodie told um, Johnny Utah, 100% pure adrenaline. That's right. Dude. That is what we're running off of. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. So piss and vinegar and a little adrenaline. <laughs> well, we were saying last episode they offered us the vocalminority.com back for a mere fifteen thousand dollars. So maybe <laughs> we rejected that, so now they're moving down the list. Dot show, that's a stupid domain. Yeah, well, I saw- yeah, I mean, come on. Dot net is fine because everyone knows it. Yeah. But yeah, dot show, come on. I still think dot org. We gotta go for the dot org. I mean, we're doing a service, aren't we? 
I think we are, yes. A public service. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to be tax exempt. I know they don't <laughs> coincide, but it'd be nice, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess at this point we are tax exempt, right? Yeah. We yeah. are, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that with the IRS. I said, technically, I own steveharness.org. So I thought that meant I didn't have to pay any taxes. But they, right. yeah, they didn't uh, They didn't agree at all. You need to start your own church, Steve. I then should, uh, you'll they see, there you go. Well, at some point, when does the show become a religion? I mean, we've got our own little philosophies and views on lives. We just need enough downloads. And then, like Scientology, it's like, oh, hey, we got a million people. Now we're now we're a freaking religion. We're not a cult anymore. Yeah, I could see somebody arguing that in front of the Supreme Court, dude, and it's standing <laughs> up. Will Rachel take our case? Is that how she wants to, the cross to die on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would do for a professional career. <laughs> I would say she should stay as far away from this as possible. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. She told me last week, she was like, you know, can I just come on the podcast once in a while? I was like, hey, look, uh, you can come on the podcast anytime you want. You can call in if you have something to say, but you can't just come on the podcast. She has a yearning to do different things. Uh our morning show is gone and she was like any way i could do it and i was like you could do it what are you what are you talking about and she, i was like no there's no way you could do it like you can't do that and work full time at your job now you're crazy busy i was like and you've never done a show before like yeah well, what do you mean can you do it right it was, i just want to do it real bad Everybody always thinks that it's so easy to do a show. You know, it's funny. The first time Nick and I ever did the vocal minority in Seattle, we got a chance to go on. It was like a Friday night after Tom Likas. It was a two-hour slot they gave us, and just it was ours to go audition, basically. And Nick and I had this philosophy of we're not going to practice. Like, let's just go in there, and, you know, we'll have topics and stuff, but let's just go in there and be real and wing it. And that seemed like a good idea. And then <laughs> an hour before we were set to go on, Nick and I were talking, and we were like – Maybe we should go in the production room. Let's turn the mics on. Let's just see what the let's run through like a show open. Let's just see what it would be like, you know. And, and Nick, do you remember how that little run through went? Uh, you remind me, dude. Remind me. It was me. a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we had never done it so. before. Yeah, we'd yeah, never yeah. done it before. And so, yeah, we ran through like this five minute thing and we were like, we stopped. We, you know, stopped recording. We were like, Oh my gosh. Like if we had <laughs> we just done practiced. That, right. If we had just done that live on the radio, you never would have heard of the vocal minority with Nick and Steve ever again. Yeah. And we quickly realized, like, all right, we got to figure out who's talking first. And we came up with like, you know, just wave or raise your hand if you got something to add. We had a little so we kind of worked a little thing out and yeah. then went and did it live on the radio and it was it was good. And you know, but I just kept thinking like we would have embarrass the crap out of ourselves if we didn't at least do that one little run through so. oh for sure uh you uh, and do you remember it as being good i mean i don't i don't remember it being good uh per se because uh this guy tells us that we used to work with he tells us just go in and uh you know rag on your girlfriends and uh right. yes. you know talk down about women you know this was the is buzz this, we came out somebody i know Yes. Yeah, it was the okay. APD back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, just rag on women and talk about, you know, how frustrating it is. Like, get the audience to be frustrated with you and you'll get those phones ringing. Right. We were like, this is our first opportunity in a major market. So we were like, okay, you know, it's not really a, like, I don't want to go in focusing on that, but we did. Yeah. The first segment of the show, Steve is telling me about his girlfriend and why she's a bitch <laughs> oh you know like trying to you know and and he's still in a relationship with her so like we start talking about our girlfriends and like phones are dead no one is calling and we get to the commercial break i think it was like a 20 minute segment we we're like what the f was that dude i mean this is terrible and we decided at that moment like let's just do our thing here yes you know I, mean, then, I think our back and forth was probably fine, but we weren't really into what he was trying to get us to do. So right. I don't recall it being an embarrassment, but it was a, a little bit of a rough start because, yeah, we weren't doing what we went in there to do. Yes. So, yeah. Then we flipped the switch and our first topic was Napster, you know, not to date, okay. ourselves, but, you know, not to date ourselves. Yeah. Right. But the Napster. phones lit up when we started doing our own thing. Right. You know, you know, pro or con on Metallica side, or, you know, is a good about it. Yeah. Then we had we had, the two hours went well. We had calls coming in and. And it was the the start of this whole thing. So yeah, nice. 
Yeah. Well, there we go. And so I guess I've done something great in my life. Maybe not this year, but well, it's a hundred, dude. We got a hundred podcasts under our belt. So let's do a year in review. Everyone knows that keep it 100. You want to do it? Yeah. All right. Do you oh, think, do we have a uh, setup or anything or are we just going? No, I don't have a setup, dude. Do you have a setup? No. This is just us proving we no longer practice any of this. <laughs> I don't have a setup. What do you want? You want me to sing something? No, I don't know. Sometimes you got things. That's all I know. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Here's the deal. Yep. Year in review. We just decided as we we're doing a show prep meeting because we prepare for this program that we would uh, talk a little bit about a year in review. Do you yeah, think it'll be? exciting do you think it'll be depressing do you think it'll be joyful maybe all three well all of those things have happened this year which ones of them we choose to highlight now is uh, entirely up to us so yeah some uh some uh, pop culture some political some personal yeah we thought we'd kind of run down the year of 2023 and try to set us up going to 2024 which is an even number thank god as we covered on last week's show my ocd does not like odd numbers so i think that's why this year <laughs> sucked 23 oh, that's a terrible number so yeah maybe this next year will be better i'll tell you what dude my favorite number 48 this year i will be 48 and i don't know if i'm setting myself up for failure thinking like it's gonna be an awesome year i also like fours so when i was 44 i was like it's gonna be an amazing year it was not yeah <laughs> I, I like what you're saying though because yes we're we're both turning 48 this year in a even number year 2024 so oh yeah i think we should be good. fine yeah that's my prediction come new year's uh, day everything is just gonna flip right around <laughs> <laughs> well what were you talking about this morning dude steve's gonna get back into the dating world come the new year and oh boy. uh things are really looking up already he hasn't even started yet oh. yeah well we've talked to, on the show we had a, a dating expert on uh that explained the concept of cuffing season which i never heard of but it's a real thing. And cuffing season is basically when you head into the holidays, you either want to couple up, meaning find someone to be together through the holidays, or if you're in a bad relationship, you stay coupled up through the holidays, and then you end the relationship. So I've experienced this personally. When my yeah. uh, ex-wife came to me and said, I think we should get divorced, it was January 5th. She waited to get through the holidays and then announced it. And, uh, yeah, I was telling Nick about an article I found this morning that basically said that uh, cuffing season is ending come J January 2nd, and that according to multiple dating apps, Tinder was one they were quoting, um, that between the first Sunday of January and Valentine's Day, there is a 25% spike in dating activity, and Tinder alone reports a 50 million increase in direct messaging between the first Sunday of January and Valentine's Day. So you just got a huge horny pool for a month and a half, dude. All okay. of these people that have been grinning and bearing it through the holidays are now about to launch themselves onto the single scene. So, And a lot of them are going to be making some bad decisions right now. Will you be a beneficiary of that? Uh, every relationship I've been in has been a bad decision. <laughs> so, well, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but... Yes, well, they're the going to be horny, to, dude. So I'll get out there. Uh, to what extent I cover that on this particular uh, episodes 100 plus is still completely up in the air. Yeah, you don't know if you want to get back into uh, telling a story that may have a terrible ending. Listen, I thoroughly discussed with my most recent ex, Dottie, that this is the show we're doing. And, uh, you know, she was around from the beginning. And, uh, you know, I explained, like, I'm going to be talking about us and all. She was fine with that for seven or eight months, and then one day that just blew up in my freaking face. She didn't want me talking about our sex life. Don't talk about that. It was all it just it, it, well, it completely blew up. So now I don't know to what extent I want to share anymore. Right. Well, but the thing about it though is this, is that you didn't even use her real name. It's a exactly. We've gone out it, of the way to give her a fake name. I've never yeah. anything. Yeah, I mean. And we all know there's there's key information about this person that we have intentionally kept in the dark yes. at, based on her request of like, don't talk about this part of my life. And I'm like, I was no problem. Fine. Yeah. Yet still, it somehow blew up in my face. So, I, you know, I have no idea. I, I will certainly cover the highlights, but uh, we'll see how in-depth they get. Well, I, I got to <laughs> see who the person is, how hip they are, how understanding well, they are, all that. So. Well, you know, That's I'm still out there and I have been. I have been since 2013, and I think I've been on a grand total of two dates, if that. And well, the older I get, applies for you too, though. So get well, the, you know, the refresh older I get, that app. The older I get, the more I'm seeing that 
the people who the ladies who are interested in me all live in places like Nigeria or <laughs> the, the, the Philippines or Thailand. Right. You know, yeah. get me out of this place, please. I'm so living funny. in the, I'm living in Lagos. I want to get out of here. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, I mean, uh, you, you're not, are you real interested in dating? Uh, it seems to me just personally, yes, Brusky, you, uh, that you kind of just keep it simmering on the back burner. It's not a priority. It doesn't seem, am I, am I wrong? Well, I don't know. I like, I like my being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it and all sure. that, that sort of thing. But at the same time, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to, to, you know, to have somebody, but. I'm 53, you know, soon to be 53, actually. You're not dead, dude. I mean, no, no, uh, not at all. Not at all. No. So it seems to me as we get older and I see some people around me that are older than me by 10, 15 years that are single, that it becomes more and more what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I'd like to be with somebody at certain times, but I also enjoy my independence and like to be able to do what I want to do. Right. So, yeah, I hope you find that because well, there's got to be more people out there of the opposite sex, which is what you prefer, well, uh, yeah. that are like that, you know? And well, there are. There's so many people in all of our same boats, divorced, yeah. second marriage, whatever it is, single to 50. I mean, my, my dad just got married at 80. So, you know, for the 80, yeah, 80 dude, Good doctor is 80. I think he's like 82 now, but uh, yeah, yeah. So. It's it's crazy. My mother is 78, dude. I never could have imagined a day when my mother would be 78 years old, and she doesn't seem it to me at all. Mm. It seems now that people that are that old when I was a kid were like, hey, sonny, you know, and now they are not, you know, so. Yep, but no, I'll be uh, refreshing my dating profile, taking tips I've learned from this fine show of ours, and <laughs> so I don't know, Bruski. Maybe uh, you know, add a few new picks or something, because yeah, everything's well, about to spike in the online dating world. So, anyways, uh, year in review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do a little year in review. Uh, this is the year of review. <laughs> this day and this year will not be forgotten. I will tell you, as we head into January here, this is when uh, Oscar nominations will soon be announced. All right. And if we're talking pop culture highlight of 2023, Barbie. I said back when it came out that I predicted it will be nominated for Best Picture, and those announcements will be out soon. Brisky so laughed when he heard that, by the way. He thought you were making a joke. Right. Yeah. But no, uh, Barbie was a phenomenal movie, and it was not some kid movie. I mean, it was cutting political social commentary, and uh, I truly think it. I think it probably should uh, win Best Picture of this year. But um, I, I hope it's at least nominated. So we we shall see about that. Well, I would I would tend to agree with that. I think that it's. Uh, I think it'll win something. I mean, I do. I think it'll win something. Yes. You know, everyone told me, uh, go watch Oppenheimer. Go watch Oppenheimer. It's amazing. Oh, and I have no, I have no desire. My mother wants to see it and really didn't know what she was going to see. And she ended up leaving early. She was like, it was long and boring. It's two and a half hours. I think yeah. it's closer to three or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean you, you got to move the story along a little bit. I mean, I granted, I know it's, there's a you, you can't just cut to the point and, and all that sort of thing because we know what's going to happen. I was going to say, that was the problem watching that movie of like, there's all of this suspense of like, what will happen when we detonate a nuclear bomb? And there was a theory that Oppenheimer went to Einstein to discuss of, we could set off a chain reaction in the atmosphere that could destroy the planet if we set off a nuclear bomb. They were legitimately worried about that. But yeah. Watching the movie, you're like, well, I already know how this movie ends. <laughs> you know, the world is still here, so obviously right. that didn't happen. So there's a little of that, and it's a long movie for sure. But it's you know, it was it was fascinating. Most years when Oscar nominations are announced, I haven't seen any of those movies. I'm all the Marvel and Star Wars, and yeah, don't give a crap. But um, yeah, we'll see this year. I'm assuming Oppenheimer will probably be on it as well. So it's like the Dateline. You know, I'm a d big Dateline nerd that I watch all the Datelines yeah. and. When they're interviewing people throughout the program, that if uh, if there's somebody that's in a jumpsuit or uh, you can always tell, like, uh, you know, sometimes you can tell that there's like just a concrete wall behind them. I'm like, don't show me that, dude. Now I know that he's guilty of something, you know, exactly. Uh, the other uh, pop culture on my list here for movies of last year was Cocaine Bear. 
Did did any of you end up seeing Cocaine Bear? Another one, dude. I have no desire to see it. It just sounds so stupid that I don't even want to waste my life on it. There was one late stony night where uh, Dottie and I were flipping around. We ended up watching Cocaine Bear. And I got to tell you, it's similar to uh, like Sharknado. Like it's such a ridiculously stupid movie that it's humorous and entertaining in in its absurdity. But the thing about, at least with Cocaine Bear, it's something that could actually happen. A Sharknado cannot happen. Well, science would tell you the Sharknados are possible. <laughs> so I know <laughs> if they but, swim in a circle fast enough, it could happen. Brisky. But, well, but they're not in the water out there that sucks them out of the water and then moves it. Scientifically speaking, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but they'd have to have water going over their gills the entire time. Otherwise, <laughs> they would suffocate. No. Oh, I didn't think of that. You're right. No. Uh, and here, <laughs> you know, the cocaine bear. I know it's based on a true story, but if you see the movie, none of it's true. Like, it's not what this bear, the bear did not go on some man hunting, killing spree through the four. I mean, right. it's so over the top and ridiculous that uh, I actually do think uh, it's worth a uh, what, drunken, stony uh, night's worth of entertainment. So I'd like to know uh, how many chicks did he pick up and what nightclubs did he hit up with the cocaine that he found? Yeah, what what was his favorite EDM band? (laughs) Yeah, he did go on some rampages. Uh, He did, uh, yeah, he did get some women. I will tell you, (laughs) not that way, Stephen. He ate some women out. That is for sure. Not out. He didn't eat them. He didn't eat him out. How could you? He was put- outside. It's eating oh. out. If oh, I see. You got takeout. I see. Didn't bring him back to the cave. So, uh, any other movies on your list for pop culture that are uh, worthy of seeing or that are going to get a nomination? You think? I will just make one last quick commentary since I brought up Marvel movies. Uh, the movie, The Marvels, uh, utterly failed this year. That was the one starring Captain Marvel, uh, who is a woman. And the uh, the two other Marvels in the movie, they were both women. And there was this theory that the movie bombed because it was a movie starring women. And that right. people didn't want to go out and support it. And all the conservatives were ragging on it online. And, you know, here's the thing. If that's true, if a movie's going to bomb based only on prejudice, then, you know, Black Panther would have failed epically because it was starring a black man. It was all about well- black superheroes and stuff. Yeah, but but it, th- that's that's different. Like if you if, if they had made Black Panther uh, a white woman who dressed in the Black Panther costume, then comic book fans would be up in arms and screaming well, about sure. it. And that's it. You know what I mean? So well, I think when Black Panther came out. There's a lot of people like a black superhero. And by the way, not to spoil anything, but the second Black Panther, it's a woman like that's what the transition was. And those movies did just fine because they were really good movies. The Marvels was a terrible, terrible movie. And that is why it bombed. It's not because, it, by the way, the first Captain Marvel was a huge hit and it was a great movie. And it starred a woman. The second one sucked. And I'm kind of sick of liberals trying to say, like, oh, society just rejected it because it was an all-female cast. Like, no, it sucked, and that's why it bombed. So I'm here to expose that myth. Yeah, sometimes there's not an excuse, dude. You know what? we got to remind people of that. Sometimes you can't make an excuse like, well, people just aren't progressive enough or it's a woman's fault, blah, blah, blah. What kind of society do we live in? Maybe it just sucked. Right. Most most movies do. Uh, the first Wonder Woman movie, obviously starring a woman, that was a great freaking movie. The second Wonder Woman sucked, and not because it starred a woman, it's because the movie sucked. So, you know, sometimes well, liberals, we got to take it down a notch. Sometimes things just suck on their own. There's only one movie that I'm curious to see before the Oscars happen. It is, uh, what is I should have been prepared for this. <laughs> uh, plot? Action? Schindler's List. <laughs> all right you're still Have running you... behind from 1987 or what <laughs> no dude not what do you mean schindler's you list you haven't read about it what am i this is a uh, movie came uh, out a long time ago this is a uh what are you talking this is a steven spielberg movie Bruski, help me out. Am I? Which one of us is having an aneurysm right now? Yeah, I think it's, it's Nick because Schindler's List came out in 1993. Yeah. I mean, heck, there was a whole Seinfeld episode built around it where Jerry goes with his girlfriend. And I he's think making you got, out it's, it's got to be a different movie. I mean, this is about? this is You've about uh, this is about a list of people that uh, it's about the Holocaust, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, what Schindler's list was. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you guys doing right now? I just all I'm saying is I want to see the movie before they before the Oscars. So. Okay, well okay. you you should definitely do that. 
I've got it on VHS if you want to borrow it. I mean, you know. Pirate movies now, dude. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm no, going to go over. I a blockbuster. <laughs> Funny joke, dude. Uh, this is a year in review roundup. And uh, I came across this list, dude, and it's so freaking funny to me because uh, the headline of this list was all these year in review roundups are just causing mental health issues and making them worse. So I was like, oh, let's see what this year in review is all about. This has been in many ways a very depressing year, right? But when you put them on a list and look at them and start to read through them, you're like, oh, wow. From, uh, do you, uh, hey, how about a man-made submarine that imploded and killed five people, including a child? That happened this year, right? Yeah. Uh, We also had the uh, Chinese spy balloons, okay? Uh, We also had the big Hawaiian fire that Steve has some personal relation to. Uh, This was the largest fire I've ever seen, dude. Right. In Hawaii, killed a lot of people, burned down the trees that have been there for centuries. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people lost their homes. So, yeah. Hey, Bruce, I've told Nick this, but my my therapist, I I brought this up in the show before. My therapist was there for those fires. She was. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she was uh, amongst a group of people at a hotel that they were trapped. And so all of the guests got into the pool at this hotel and sat there for like three or four hours watching everything burn around them. And then they finally all got rescued. But fire closing in on the swimming pool, wondering when will it be put out and will we die? Well, I was going to say, she was saying goodbye to her husband, her, you know, I mean, she, they were all, these people in this pool were all like, you know, this is, we're all dying. They were all saying goodbye. So she casually mentions to me a couple of weeks ago in therapy, um, we were talking about my job, my career, how public it is. And that when there's, you know, setbacks, like, it's it's all fun and good when you get to go to concerts, but when you have to like publicly announce, you know, things aren't going well or whatever, then you yeah. know that's something different that most people uh, don't have to deal with in small business ownerships and whatnot. And, yeah. And she was like, I can understand not wanting to take you know heartache public. Dateline called me last week and they wanted to interview me because my YouTube video has gotten so many views that they wanted me to come on and talk about the fires. And I told them I don't want to relive that. Thanks for the call. Click. But I was just sitting there going, I didn't know you had a YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. I got to find this thing. So apparently my, my, yeah, my therapist has got some, I don't know if it's millions of views, but enough the Dateline saw it and called her and wanted to have her on Dateline. So. That's awesome, dude. I can't believe she passed it up. Well, and as, Dateline. right. And that's what I kind of said to her. And she was like, yeah, some people like to be in public, you know, looking at you, but I don't want to be. So I was like, well, yeah. I gotta, mm. yeah, we gotta do some YouTube hunting and figure out which one of those videos is hers. So, but yeah, uh, no, that was, uh, that was, that was a, a low light of the year for sure. This the is also is never the, good though, right? Isn't that the, almost the definition? Say it again. We're doing it. News is rarely good. You know, uh, there's so networks built around good news, Stephen. We just how don't do seek them out, well, right? Yeah. Well, compare them to MSNBC, CNN, Fox, MSNBC. <laughs> well, I remember when we were, when I was on the air on KJR, over on one of the sister stations, they had a news person who did only the good news. Yes. Yeah. Many people have tried, and, and it always fails because it's yeah. fun for a while to hear, but we like to be shocked and depressed and angered. And well, that's what know, news that's just is. human nature. It's right? just, it's real things. And, you know, maybe the news should do a little better at the end of every hour, highlighting some feel-good story. But otherwise, yeah, news is inherently kind of depressing. If it show us, show us the, the water skiing uh, squirrel and everything. Right. Yeah, that seems to be replayed on loop because there's not that much good news out there that people care about. Like right. uh, our local news stations do a thing called like, uh, I think it's called like Eric's Little Heroes or something. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like a guy who goes and does the, you know, boys soccer team story. What the hell was that? (laughs) (laughs) There's not that much going on out there. Uh, I found this really interesting, gentlemen. You always see the TV commercials and we have for years. But this year, a new one popped into the fold. Uh, Hey, did you drink water at Camp Lejeune? You may have a case. Did you uh, have asbestos? You may have a case. Yeah, class action suits that they're advertising on TV at nauseum. I saw a new one, dude. Hey, has your child uh, become mentally unhealthy 
with the overuse of TikTok, Facebook, and other social media sites, you may have a case. So yeah. now we are getting ready to start suing these people because our kids are getting depressed and also becoming violent. You know, the whole gambit. Sure. Yeah, I have seen that, you know, basically, I think the, the crux of these suits is that these social media companies are well aware of the negative impacts of what they're doing and are essentially ignoring it, which, you know, if tobacco companies do that, we go after them. If a car company ignores risks, you know, we go after them. So this is going to be a fascinating legal debate as to, yeah. you know, well, it may not be healthy for you, but is that up to us to be determining for you, us being Facebook or whoever? I think the okay. thing is, is they're going to find what have you used to addict people to this process of watching all this stuff over you know you can't put your phone down i mean hey look uh phone addiction is a real thing dude i mean people go get uh where do you go when you do drugs rehab they rehab. go to rehab for <laughs> it yeah sure anything can become uh, abused and overused and distract from your life and then it by definition is an addiction so yeah some people would say that it's not so much addiction it's just that there are some things that you enjoy more than life masturbation Right. right. Well, that's yeah. the classic thing. I've heard so many people be like, how can you have a sex addiction? Sex is nothing but good. Like yeah, uh, you're doing it in a healthy way. But if you're spending all day watching porn and you're not going to work, you're not paying the bills. If you're dating so many women, you're getting diseases and you're like, you know, you can make any good thing destructive. If I'm sure. riding a dirt bike 20 hours a day and spending all my money on it, that is now an addiction. and <laughs> That's not OK. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like everything. You got to have balance, you know. Yeah, gotta have balance. Uh, has this last this last year we're about to end been balanced for you, or have you found some addictions in your life, such as TikTok? It has become an addiction to me, dude. I wake up, I do a couple of things as I'm drinking my coffee. I usually play Wordle and have a cigarette, and then uh, my next move is TikTok, and I'll scroll through a couple of videos. Forty five minutes later, I'm like, I gotta get moving here. You know, it, I I'm addicted to it, dude. Yeah, but you're cutting yourself off. You're the person that after three drinks is like, well, this is too much. Most people drink a case and they never think that. So <laughs> uh, at least you're aware of it. Like, oh, crap, I just killed 45 minutes. I got to go do something. I would argue I'll, I'll burn an hour watching Facebook or TikTok videos. But unlike for most of my life, I don't spend hours a day watching TV anymore. Like my entertainment yeah. has now become like web videos. So instead of watching, you know, multiple episodes or whatever, I'll spend an hour flipping through web videos and. So no, I, I do the same thing, dude. I mean, I still watch TV, but it it has become well, far less. And I do watch these videos and I question myself all the time. Am I ruining the chemistry of my brain to have such a short attention span yes. that I need three minute videos to scroll through it? I need to redo every three minutes to keep that dopamine going. I, I have noticed that myself, um, that. Uh, and we're seeing this in society. I see it at the radio station. Uh, it used to be really common to run 60-second ads. Then it got down to 30 being the common. Now a lot of companies run 10 to 15-second ads yeah. because all of our attention spans have gotten so short. And I think it mainly is because of that stuff. I have noticed if there's a movie I'm watching that is dry, I, st I grab my phone. Because like my yes. span has gotten so limited that if it's a twenty minute talky talky part of a movie, I'm just sitting there going, "Come on, do something! All right, let's All see what's right. on TikTok." Well, they're talking. Oh, Blow up a subway, do something, kill somebody. Like yeah. I need something, and I think that's real bad. If you remember, uh, let's go back, gentlemen, fifteen years ago, they used to uh, uh, rate commercials and what was the tune out factor in it oh most people could go three to four minutes before they're going to change the station now like you said 10 and 15 second commercials is all people can take before something changes something's new that ruins radio as a whole right because you're going to be tuned out of People are just going to listen to podcasts or something that doesn't have commercials in it. So it at least for, a lot of at least aspects. for us in radio, you don't have the option to flip to the next song <laughs> or flip through this right. commercial like you do on TikTok. Like, sit yeah. back and let us do this. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do worry about uh, attention spans. So, um, but this is when I knew, dude, it was a problem for me. I saw something advertised. It is a ring that goes on your index finger and that has a little wheel on it. 
that scrolls through your videos. You don't even have to hold your phone for TikTok anymore <laughs> to just oh. do that. You know, oh. you just flick it forward, flick it forward. I was like, uh. oh, I want to get one of those. And I stopped myself. I was like, this is getting ridiculous, dude. I can't do that. I see it with our social media stuff because I get the analytics and you can tell like the first five seconds, uh, people will either, you know, click off of it right away or they'll last the basically the longer your clip is the reason so many like TikToks and reels and shorts on YouTube are 60 seconds at the most is that's the most you're going to get out of somebody 60 seconds. But right. most of the analytics show that people will watch 10 to 20 seconds. And even if they like your video, they flip on to the next, like the attention yeah. spans have gotten so short. The well, reason I, I, I even brought it up in the first place is because Brewski may have been right. Should we be staying away from TikTok? TikTok's been in the news this past year. Uh, stay away from China. Where's all that money coming from? They're spying on us. You know, uh, maybe uh, this is a real bad thing. And Brewski said it from the beginning, dude. Yeah, I, I still haven't downloaded it. Uh, the only time I've ever, I'm ever, I've ever seen a TikTok video is anything that Nick sends me. Because yeah. of it, because Nick, I always Nick has, knows my sense of humor and and what I like. So if Nick sends me something, then I trust him. <laughs> you know, he's like yeah. the song. He's the sommelier of, of, <laughs> of the sort of stuff for me. You know, and it's like what you were saying with your mom with Oppenheimer. I've heard a few people say there was one big influencer that got a lot of grief because he was like, I, I lasted an hour. It's a bunch of talky, talky, talky. I left, <laughs> right. and everyone's like, man, everyone's attention spans are so short. It's so sad. But yeah, Oppenheimer really highlighted that some of us are just like that's a lot of talking. I'm out of here. Yeah, no, back in the day, dude, with Titanic, we all sat through it. No one walked out of that theater, and now we can't take it anymore. Exactly. Uh, how about some brewski year in review? Got anything you'd like to uh, talk about, to think about, anything personally or professionally? What do you got, brewski? Oh, well, uh, how about, let's talk about Burning Man. Mm. Oh, that was an interesting one over this past year. Now, this this is and it and I'm talking about this not because I'm interested in it or anything like that, but have you noticed all the rich people that show up now to Burning Man and uh, mm. you just hear about it's become very these, mainstream. Yeah, and it, it's completely away from what it, what it was originally conceived to be. Right. Right, and you know, and a lot of a lot of hardcore burners don't care for all these because all the rich people get there, and they have they've already had people there ahead of time setting up their camp for them, and and making this this whole big thing, sure. and it it just kind of goes against the whole idea of burning in where sure they're you know, a you victim go to of their own camps success. and you meet people and and all that sort of thing. But then between that and then all the celebrities doing ayahuasca. Mm. You know <laughs> that really what I mean? has started to take off over the past few years, but people really started engaging with it this year that you would think, oh, uh, Carol Burnett's doing ayahuasca? You know, like uh, people that you would never think. Dude. Will Smith talked about doing ayahuasca. Yeah, 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 Will, well, Will Smith, Smith needs ayahuasca. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, Will Smith needs some some self-respect is what he needs. He's, right. his letters, his, his wife has been carrying around his balls in her purse for the entire time they've been married. Well, that's she the other thing we learned this year. They They've only been... Uh, uh, officially married for like six or seven years now. They haven't actually been a couple for years now. She they they announced. Well, no, if we just... uh, we haven't even talked about like the latest, and I mean maybe a month ago, his assistant came out and uh, has now spoken a few different times that uh, Will Smith, as part of this insider Hollywood club, that is in the closet gay and that he used to see him being pounded by different celebrities all the time. I and missed that, that story. You should have brought that one. <laughs> that he, late than he, ever. he and Jada hadn't had sex in years. And that's why this so, relationship is just like a, a beard type scenario. So you're saying Will Smith has been going to gay party clubs in Hollywood there? Yes. Oh. But, well, I mean, that's the accusation. Right, and it right. comes from his personal assistant that is like, you know, I walked in many times, just watched and, and saw him getting slammed from Interesting. Behind. Nothing wrong well, with that. But no, no I never, uh, but he, I mean, he's a living lie. So right. That's what's wrong with it. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, his wife has been pining for Tupac Shakur for 
ever. And she's been saying that Tupac was her soulmate. Yeah. And, and she says it publicly. And yes. it's, how's that supposed to make your husband look? Well, part of this whole story, Bruce, was talking about the reason why she speaks so openly is because this is just a red carpet relationship like they don't sleep in the same bed they haven't had sex for years and years uh and that's was you know part of this like oh that's why jada talks like that you know well, she has a, she has no respect for him at all yeah clearly and by the yeah. way circle back real quick you brought a burning man i mean first of all part of the funny thing of burning man this year was it was a mud fest you know, yes. they got mm-hmm. rain, so everyone, celebrity or rich or not, was all. They all got stuck in the mud. Yeah, which was funny. And uh, I live somewhat near Burning Man, so I always see the burners coming through my area and all the, you know, all their crazy vehicles and whatnot. And but um, my uh, my former mother in law a few years ago, it was some bucket list thing. She wanted to go to Burning Man, really, and uh, yeah, and she did uh, with her then husband. And um, I remember when they got back, she had some pamphlet laying around of like events at Burning Man, like things you can do. And yeah. I never understood how many different little niche activities there were. Uh-huh. And I'm flipping through this thing, and she's got some of them circled as to, you know, I'm assuming I these are go. That, yeah, that stood yeah. out for One of the things on the list, this happens at Burning Man, and I don't know why this has never been more publicized, why we don't ever see pictures or videos. One of the things was, in whatever they called like this grand room, was group masturbation. Yeah. She had that circled? Yes. Wow. It's just people hanging out in this big room. They all get a mat on the floor. They're all just naked and all just playing with themselves together. Like group masturbation happens at Burning Man. I, you I know what? Seeing video of this, I could see uh, that that might have some intrigue to it without finishing. But once people start popping off all over the room, like that's a messy room. I don't want to be in it. Right. I find nothing appealing at all about that. I've talked about the fact that later in life, I've realized that mutual masturbation with your person, just yeah. the two of you, there's right. something about that that's a little intriguing. You want to blue moon? Don't do it all the time, but. But I can't imagine being in a giant arena full of people just everyone's laying around diddling. Like, mm. Yeah, it's a different one for me, too. But I know your mother-in-law, your ex-mother-in-law. Yeah, like, that's right? weird, dude. So, I would never think that. Right. I need to ask, Steve. Yeah. What, did you picture her masturbating? Uh, I am now that you just said that because uh, <laughs> I can't help but. And then you said, uh, that, but, I need to follow that up with, how does that make you feel, Steve? Uh, dirty in one way, but uh, more in touch with the universe. And are you chubbing up, dude? Thinking uh, no, about not it? Well, definitely not. But uh, all right, I, I I've never met the woman. I've only seen photos of her online here and there. Um, but I'm just. Yeah, that, that must have been odd, just finding that pamphlet and seeing that circled. It was odd, and I don't ever click on the senior category on Pornhub or anything, so there's no part of that that seems erotic to me to wonder what that would have looked like. But yeah, Hot granny sex. Right. Yeah, all but kinds what's of weird going on stuff happening there, dude. My masseuse goes to Burning Man every year, and uh, she was giving me a massage right after Burning Man and started talking to me about all the clinics and things that she went to and i was just like what are you talking about she was like oh we went and we had a four-hour breathing exercise i was like that sounds fascinating <laughs> like i don't want to do that so burning man yeah uh, i guess uh that and ayahuasca really stepped up this year we've been t- hearing a lot more about psilocybin over this year too as we start to see the uh mushrooms becoming legal in different states uh, it's a journey that I, I don't know, am I too old to go on that journey, Brisky? No, never. Right. Yeah. Yes. Starbucks right. is offering ayahuasca now. It's become that common. Oh, nice. <laughs> Drive through or no? I, uh, I did take some shrooms this year for the first time since I was like 22. And, um, I had a couple of times, time. right? Yeah. I mean, one more than the other, the other night, the second time it was a smaller amount. So it didn't kick in quite as much, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was a flash from the past and I don't think we're too old for it at all. I wouldn't have well, no. acid or Molly or anything like that, but mushrooms, something organic. Yeah. I would yeah, love exactly. to do I, ecstasy one last time. My body wouldn't be able to take, I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, the let, the let down from ecstasy is my, it would kill me. Yeah, I never actually did pure ecstasy. I did acid, you know, in my early 20s. And boy, that was harsh the next day. I mean, every muscle in your body hurts. And so I don't want to depression. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, shrooms. Sure. Come on down. 
I I know someone who shall remain nameless. I will protect I will protect this person's uh, identity, but this person actually uh, used to do acid so regularly that she used to do it before her shift at McDonald's when she was in high school. And she would always be in charge of the salads. And so she'd be doing art projects and the salads <laughs> and completely tripping on acid while she was working at McDonald's. I had no idea the gen worked at McDonald's, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, bringing up McDonald's, Brewski a couple episodes back brought up this. What is it called, Brewski? The spinoff of McDonald's Astros or something? McSees or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I finally yeah. figured out what that actually is. Would you like to hear what it is? Yeah, I know please. what it is, dude. Well, it's basically McDonald's version of Starbucks. Yeah. It's a drink place with a limited food menu, but they don't do coffee. It's all smoothies and boba teas. And then they have a limited food menu like Starbucks does that teases off of the McDonald's menu and then has some new stuff. So it's basically McDonald's drink place is what it, what the concept really is. And it seems to be from the article I read, uh, I think there's one in my area that uh, is taken off. There's so many of those drink places now, smoothie places, boba tea places. So McDonald's is like, we can do this too, Starbucks. That's basically what Starbucks is. It's a drink place with a limited food menu. So that's what this McDonald's thing is. So I'm curious to see if it actually, you know, takes off or not. So I think Mr. Crocker's got to be, you know, spinning in his urn, dude. He didn't ever. Ray Croc? We'll see. Uh, I have a year in review thing that is good news since oh, we're yeah. saying that there was no good news. Okay. But, um, so we talked about this in the show uh, a year ago. Last year in December, scientists at the National uh, Ignition Facility at uh, Livermore National Laboratory in California managed in a world's first to produce a nuclear fusion reaction that released more energy than it used, yeah. a process known as ignition. Right. So this would be the greatest revolution or, uh, or evolution in scientific history to have self-sustaining energy source. This is like what Star Trek does. You know, why these ships can fly through the universe forever and ever because they, they have self-sustaining energy. Right. So we talked about this a year ago. The big news that came out recently here is scientists have successfully replicated that ignition at least three separate times this year. Mm. They have proven that that wasn't a fluke. Now they've yes. done it four times in this past year, created a source of energy that puts out more than it took to create it. Hmm. Like, this is the future of everything. No more fossil fuels. You don't even need an electric car. It's not going to happen. self-sustaining. And they plus not- capacitor right there. Exactly. It's not going to happen, dude. You know why? The Tesseract. They, they will be di- They will be unalived. Uh, <laughs> the people doing this will be unalived by the uh, oil and gas corporations. I mean, this is uh, why we're putting attention on it. So if these people start disappearing, like, don't let it happen, people. There's well, a guy it, it, on uh, YouTube that uh, figured out how to get his car to run off vapor, right? Just with water. And uh, he uh, started, he was like, oh, I finally got this to where I know I can manage produce this all his research went missing and he was murdered there's been several stories like this like fossil fuels aren't going anywhere dude oh, well then let's step in and make the vape car i mean if it's out there then you can't stop progress yeah well but this thing with these scientists and this fusion i mean this is major major you know news there's a lot of money going into it a lot of attention on it so it's i don't awesome. think it's just going to go away well uh, i mean it's like ufo stuff dude i mean this is technology that may uh, be up in space that we are now uh, uh attaining and figuring out and uh yeah, that that would make the world go on for a long time. That's another good highlight of 2023. We proved at a minimum UFOs are real. We're not sure who's driving them, but yeah. we know <laughs> UFOs are verified to be real. Whether some human technology made it or alien, we don't know, but there are real UFOs. We have confirmed it. So that's sure. a major milestone this year, too. Yeah, and the same uh, the same people that testified to all of that said that there was biological matter found uh, as well. So I mean, somebody. Uh, uh, well, if you scan my bed sheets, there's biological matter all over <laughs> it. It doesn't mean aliens did it. <laughs> uh, they could have helped you. Right. Although I've been told I'm out of this world, so yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, that, these will all be very good things if they can happen. Uh, but that is uh, that's unbelievable, dude. I mean, if we can get to a point where we can have that technology in our house and it just runs all the time and it costs nothing, maybe a little maintenance, that'd be unbelievable. 
It is the future of powering cities, powering vehicles, and everything else. Self-sustaining, replicating energy. I mean, it's it's been a, a scientific fantasy forever, but four times in the last year they've proven they can do it. Be now they start to ramp it up, obviously. Yeah, and they better start because uh, you know so many places uh, their power grid is outdated and failing and everything like that. I don't know. You guys get this during the winter. I've been getting uh, emails and texts from my power company that said like, "Hey, between uh, four and seven on Thursday, like, can you turn your heat down to sixty and mm. keep your lights down?" You know, do you get that stuff? No. Uh, I mean, not the text like you're talking about, but California during bad years has rolling brownouts that they yeah. talk about and whatnot, and yeah. that's yeah, lack of energy. And there's, you know, self-sustaining energy would solve world famine. I mean, there's no reason Africa would have to be a third world country if every part of it has self-sustaining energy. I mean, it's, right. you know, grow your crops, have water. I mean, it's it would change history more than any other scientific advancement. So Indeed. See how long it takes. Uh, yeah. I'm all for it. Hey, as we look back at this past year, uh, we do see uh, two very different sides to an upcoming presidential election. How about that? Well, that's another highlight of 2023. First time a f- former president's ever been indicted on criminal charges, not to mention mm-hmm. nightmare. He doesn't seem to be sour over it. You know, he's taking the news pretty well. Uh <laughs> I thought it would be a nice thing to do to let you guys hear both of uh, the way Biden approaches a Merry Christmas and the way Trump uh, does a Merry Christmas. Okay, Uh, highlight from 2023, two very different presidential type beings. Here is uh, Biden. Jill and I hope you are able to spend time with your loved ones this holiday season. During this time, we're also thinking of the brave women and men in uniform who defend our nation, many of them away from their families. We wish you joy and happiness this Christmas Eve. All right. That doesn't sound like Biden, but good words. No. Yeah, good words from uh, that was uh, that was Biden, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Biden's post here out to right. the American people for Christmas. And uh, Trump made a couple, okay? They spied on my campaign, lied to Congress, cheated on FISA, rigged the presidential election, allowed millions of people, many from prisons and mental institutions, to invade our country, screwed up in Afghanistan, and Joe Biden's misfits and thugs like deranged Jack Smith are coming after me at levels of persecution never seen before in our country. Huh? It's called election interference. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that whole, that's real, dude, by the way. I, know, uh, I love your AI voices reading these uh, text or, you know, social media postings. But. Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's important to just not see any bias in it. I want you to hear it. Just the words. OK, it, it reminds me of the Saturday Night Live sketch of uh, Debbie Downer. You know, where yes. friends are out socializing. And you always got this one friend that no matter what you say, it's always doom and gloom. And the point of that sketch is that you don't want that person in your life. Right. Yeah. So it's so weird. The conservatives somehow embrace this just bitchy, moaning, negative, whiny a-hole that Donald Trump is. And it's all about him. He never oh. would talk about you having a good new year. It's just about what a terrible year he's had. Living sacrificed for all that. I'm, I'm doing it for you. Yes. Uh, as we do uh, say, get ready to say goodbye to uh, 2023, uh, Trump just couldn't stop putting out uh, messages on True Social in all caps. 2024 will go down as the year of great and fully coordinated illegal election interference by crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of the United States, the DOJ, FBI, AGs, and DAs throughout the country. But despite it all, in the end, there will be a big and glorious victory for those brave and valiant patriots who want to make America great again. Merry Christmas to all. Yes, Merry Christmas to all. What Doom and gloom, world? but Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, there it is. Uh, there's some good news and bad news, like we said. What's your prediction? Is the Supreme Court going to uphold uh, uphold what Colorado has just done, throwing Trump off the ballot? Because I've heard some legal experts say it's a conservative majority. There's no way they're going to uphold it. But then I've heard some others say if they're constitutionalists, as some of those conservatives claim to be, mm-hmm. there is no other way to interpret that part of the Constitution than mm-hmm. to ban him. So what is what is the Supreme Court going to do? I, 
I don't. I here's the thing. Obviously, I want them to uphold it, but I don't think that they actually will. The only saving grace that I can see is what you just said, and like Brewski brought up uh, last show, uh, McDuffie Beer uh, Kavanaugh, yeah. uh, you know, wrote that statement years ago, and he is a constitutionalist. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if that's going to have any effect and sway on things. Yeah. Many I experts think, have said if you read that thing, there's no other way to interpret it. Obviously, they're saying that if you took part in an insurrection, and by the way, they don't say you have to be convicted of it or guilty of it. Other people have been convicted of insurrection from January 6th, so it was an insurrection. And did Trump give them aid and comfort? Absolutely. Not only the day of, but since he's offered pardons if he gets reelected. There's no other way to interpret that. Well, I'll, remember, we live in a world now where you can have alternative facts. Right. I mean, uh, I don't doubt that the conservatives will find a way to spin themselves out of it and side on Trump's side of things. I am assuming that is what will happen. But the hypocrisy will be greatly exposed. Right, Bruski. But I think that a lot hinges on how things go with the D.C. trial. One way or the other, going to come down to the Supreme saying yay or nay. And if they uphold the Colorado decision, that will ripple all over the country. So they got to hear it at some point. They're already uh, uh, putting out CIA, FBI uh, to protect these people, right? To protect, oh, yeah. The threats have I spiked. Mean, and I read something today saying that the Supremes are going to hear this. I just don't know when, though. Yeah. That's what I heard. Uh, but yeah, yeah, people are. Well, so what's our official predictions? I think they are. I, I think they'll reject it just because the conservatives run the court and they won't put their politics aside. I, I think Trump's on, on the ballot come uh, come November. Yeah, yeah. Nick? Uh, I agree. I agree. I, Rachel, I have know. an opinion. Your lawyer wife? Uh, I would say she probably uh, tends to agree with me. It's just hard to say that, you know, because we all want it to be different. But uh, somehow we live in a world where you would say 10 years ago, like, yes, this is the norm. These are the guardrails that we have set up. And it will, of course, he won't be on the ballot. Right. But we live in this world where, you know, people just make stuff up as they go along. It's a uh, Kellyanne Conway disease, you know. Well, yeah, alternative it, facts. Here's a thought. And, and tell me what you guys think about this. It's going to be the old guard versus MAGA. And who comes out on top will, will dictate how that party goes. And I think by then, I think a lot more Republicans will go back to what they know as opposed to staying with MAGA. I mean, look look how they dumped the Tea Party people. I yeah. mean, they, they went away pretty quickly. You're applying a lot of logic to your uh, conclusions, though. I just I don't know how much logic applies anymore. I so, know, I know. I can't I wait. Know. Uh, you know, for better or for worse, this dumpster fire should be entertaining for us all to watch and comment on next year. So plenty to come in 2024 when it comes to politics. If Biden wins, which, I mean, come on, please, for all that is holy in this world, please, uh, do we then have uh, an actual civil war because people freak out saying, oh, you know, uh, stolen twice? There may be some dumb group that does some dumb thing in some city, but there's no way all no. the people nationwide are taking up arms. The local police will just simply squash it. I don't see how it could ever reach an actual civil war level. Guy Not put out all. this great uh, commentary on it, and he was like, you know what? You guys all talk about civil war. You are putting away ammunitions and weapons, and you're wearing your Walmart bulletproof vest, and he flashes up on the screen. He was like, this is a military drone. It flies at 50,000 feet. You can't see it. It is at accuracy within four inches of wherever it lands. Like, you'll, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You'll be done. Exactly. So yeah. I'm not worried about it. Although if they want to thin their own herd out by going head to head with the police and military, yeah, you know, go ahead. Let me let me know how that works out for you. A few less votes in the next mega round. So yeah, yeah. Maybe so all right, time to wrap it up for 2023 and episode number 100. Good grief, 100. <laughs> Got it in the bank. All right, dude, that was I good. Can't wait to see where we're all at at episode 200. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, you know. Well, we we've go. got a. Uh, we do know. Uh, we've got a busy year ahead of us as far as this program goes, dude. Some uh, changes, some leaps, some bounds are uh, going to be made with the podcast. And uh, a thank you to the audience that has uh, stuck with us through this past year. There's more to come, bigger and better, ladies and Indeed. gents. And kudos to all three of us. 100 episodes. That's a lot of content we've been putting out. So yeah, 
And, uh, you know, it's a lot of commitment we put into this, so it's good. And uh, this show means, this show has been a highlight of the last year and a half of my life. So, uh, you know, onward and upward we go. Yeah, that's correct. Should we say thank you? Thank you. To the audience, and you're always welcome here. Welcome to the show. That's right. <laughs> All right. See our webpage, thevocalminority.net. All our socials are there. Have a, uh, a fantastic New Year's Eve. And remember, if you're driving, don't drink. And if you're drinking, don't drive. Goodbye, Brewski. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two. Test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds. Steve Harness. And cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.